It's the ABC's High School Teachers Really Need to Know, Season 2, Episode 20, Trust Your Instincts. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. It is April. Holy mess. I can't believe it's April. Uh, Time is moving. Hope things are great in your classroom. I hope things are uh, just just absolutely just rocking in your world and everything is going fantastic. So this week's episode is called Trust Your Instincts. And some of you may go, well, that's enough for me to kind of turn off the episode, right? Because that's all I need. Trust Your Instincts. Great advice. Uh, And it is. And, and maybe that does kind of sum it up. But there is definitely more to it than what may meet the eye in just, in, in just on the face value of looking at those words and hearing those words. Trust your instincts um, when it comes to being an educator. It, it just does. And, and, and what's interesting about this, and, and you may be like, again, why are we spending a whole episode on trust your instincts? Well, because... For whatever reason, and I've kind of alluded to this a lot of different times in previous episodes, and you know it already, even if I had not alluded to it, and that's that we just, as as educators, we're constantly, I guess, our confidence is constantly rattled. We're constantly undermined by a system that doesn't seem to always um, put students first, and certainly doesn't put teachers all the time uh, in in the best position to be successful in a classroom. And I don't mean that in a jaded, negative way. I'm just just being truthful with you that um, a lot of times when you're in an environment where everybody says that they can do it better than you can, and you're always seeing new research and uh, brand new pedagogies, instructional strategies, etc., a lot of times it's difficult to trust ourselves. And that's really a great uh, way to think about this episode, trust your instincts, really trusting ourselves. And, and that's just really, really tough to do because, um, you know, again, there's so many other folks and uh, voices out there saying that we need to do this and do that. And, and I've talked really recently in some of the episodes about how it's important that, you know, we be bold enough to know that we are, you know, professionals that have something to offer uh, and we do a pretty dang good job despite all the obstacles, despite technologies constant interaction with our kids, shortening attention spans, despite paperwork and time limitations, uh, despite the fact that in every lesson and every day we're going to you know, have mistakes happen and, and, and things aren't going to go as planned, despite all these things, we're pretty good at what we do. And, and so again, it is about empowerment and, and about making sure that you are empowered enough to trust yourself. And it starts with you trusting those instincts. Because let's be honest, when you don't, bad things happen. They, they do. Uh, you, you've got to, you know, you didn't go to school for all those years and you haven't taught all those classes. And even if you're a first year teacher listening to this, uh, you've got a lot to offer. You sat through the classes, you're learning every, each and every day and you're bringing bold, bringing bold new ideas into our profession. And, and so don't, don't think that you don't have any something to offer. And I can't stand when teachers, you know, go against and they become this homogenized generic teacher because society, the system, or all the veteran teachers say that you should become this way or that way. Um, and, and, and if you're on the other end of that spectrum, veterans, I've said this before, your experience is invaluable. 
you know, trusting that experience is so crucial to you surviving and continuing to make an impact like you have uh, all these years. So, so again, it is about trusting ourselves, about trusting our expertise and our abilities to affect, uh, sort of as classroom superheroes, as I always say, to affect the lives and outcomes academically, emotionally, and otherwise for all these kids that we are in, engaged with and interacting with each and every day. Trust yourself. You have to. And one of the things that I wanted to mention in this episode that I see all the time, because again, we kind of give our trust and, 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 you know, way and make it secondary a lot of times uh, for the sake of consensus. And, and, and that's really silly. And, and, and when I say consensus, I, I do mean that there is an addiction to, again, establish consensus. I've, I said a second ago, talking about homogenous, where we're all the same. Uh, look, no matter what we do, we will not be universally loved and accepted by every colleague in the building. Now, not every administrator is going to love every aspect of your system, nor will your kids. And, and you know this, but yet we still have this addiction to consensus. And, and, and a lot of that's driven by acceptance and the desire to want to succeed. And that's all healthy. But understand at the same time, being totally addicted where everybody has to agree uh, that what you do is fantastic or everything you know that you create is, is wonderful or your need to be universally loved and accepted by everyone, uh, that's, really, that's really a dead end that's not going to lead very, very many places positive because, again, it's an unobtainable goal. We've talked a lot about in the last couple of episodes uh, how we you know, know that perfection is not obtainable. And so consensus is not always uh, obtainable, and if if ever, not total consensus, right? And look, I've sat in enough meetings where I'm sitting there going, wow, <laughs> I totally disagree with what's being said here. And sometimes you toe the line, and sometimes you're able to contribute thoughts, and uh, sometimes even when you feel super passionately, you've got to just kind of swallow it, right? So it just depends, but understand that consensus while it, it helps us kind of move forward in some ways, uh, because, you know, we want consensus, we've got this plan, let's go forth, and that's good consensus. But a lot of times consensus can be, um, I guess, uh, you know, groupthink and 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 some of the, um, if, if you've got consensus all the, all the time, I, I guess, and another way to say it is that means you're not getting fresh ideas and bold ideas. I, I'm just saying that there are some negatives to consensus, particularly if it's all the time. You know, for example, if I've got this great lesson that I love to do, um, I I don't really want to be, you know, pushed into not doing it because, you know, one or two people don't like the lesson. Um, sometimes there's one or two people have a great point and I need to follow that. But again, that's where we come in as a professional. I'm just trying to illustrate to you that when we talk about consensus uh, and we talk and we, and we talk about trusting ourselves and our instincts, sometimes trusting ourselves and trusting our instincts is going to require us to be okay with being the man or woman on an island. Sometimes it's going to require us, you know, being bold enough to be agents of change. It's going to be, uh, it's going to require us to stand up and say, you know what, I know we've done that for 30 years this way, but now we're going to do it this way, at least in my classroom. Or, you know, it's funny because 
I see all the time how teachers can contribute. You know, we we do these institutionalized things around schools all the time. You know, we do lunches the same way. We do um, bus dismissals the same way. We do um, detention or work detail or whatever you call it the same way. And and it's amazing how sometimes you'll get these great ideas from these teachers and, and they'll step up and they'll say, well, I've always felt like blah, 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 blah. And then they institute it and you go, well, why wasn't this said like, why didn't somebody have this idea 15, 20 years ago when we started doing this or a thousand years ago with some of these things? Um, and, and it's amazing because uh, somebody's always like, yeah, asking that question. Why didn't, why didn't they? And someone's like, well, I was never asked. And so that, I think that that's where it comes in uh, into play when you talk about trusting yourself to speak up, even against consensus. Um, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of value there. So sure, you want consensus from the standpoint of, uh, you know, getting that everybody's on the same page and we want to make progress towards some goal. But there's that other side of consensus where it drown, drowns out individuality and new ideas. And I think that you have to be bold enough, again, uh, to step up. And that's hard to do. But in education, uh, you know, you need that. You need innovative people. You need creative people that are that are bold enough again um, to trust themselves. And and look again, trusting your instincts is, is important, particularly when it comes to working with kids and, and and or anybody in your in your life. Honestly, adults the same way, but with kids particularly when we're so different from them because of the age gap in their mind. Um, and, and that does exist, right? And, and I only say in their mind because they think, you know, if you're 30, they you might as well be 100 in their minds, okay? Forget 40, 50, 60. They, they, that age gap is huge. They think that we don't relate to them. And you know that for me, I always am urging you to relate to kids, uh, at least on the human level, at the very least, is being able to empathize with them and things like that. But I think trusting your instincts is important when working with kids. And, and, and that's true in the classroom. It's true on the fields of play. If you're a coach uh, or as a mentor or, you know, anything, any role, all the capacities and roles that we are interacting with kids, trusting your instincts is really good because, again, um, one, you're a professional with lots to offer and you came into this field for a reason. But number two, I think it's how you guide kids. I think, you know, the old say some, see something, say something kind of adage. I think that's true. You know, if you overhear something or, you know, kid is, um, you know, not, not seeming right. I think you got to engage. I think you got to trust your instincts and engage with that kid or direct them to a resource where they can get, uh, some of the help that they need or, um, you know, just just get something moving in their world so they are not left uh, disconnected. I think you got to trust your instincts enough to be able to engage with those kids. You know, it's funny because I, I sit here and as a coach um, and as a teacher, and, and those those worlds blend for me. I, I see coaching in the classroom and coaching on the field of play, as, as I've talked about before. Um, you know, you've got similar developmental goals, right, even though you've got different skills that you're developing, our, our role as, as a developer of humans, as of students, of participants, however you want to think of it, is similar. So anyway, so I, you know, in those roles that I'm playing, uh, if I'm, you know, if I've got a kid that, uh, you know, is just acting weird on a, on a day, it may be something as simple as maybe he's tired or she's tired, um, or maybe they're just, you know, 
not happy with their mom or dad at, at that moment. I'm still going to engage. It could be something simple. But how do you know that it's not something more serious? How do you know that they're not having some kind of issue that is chronic and they need to be directed to some resources that are going to help them? And, and, and again, trust your instincts. If something doesn't seem right, I think that uh, you have to engage. And and look, I, I, I just think that that's a, just a healthy place to be uh, from the standpoint uh, of, of a leader of of a classroom or of a team uh, from the standpoint of it's your process and you're responsible for that culture. I think, you know, obviously we talk about a a bunch of universal trip truths throughout this uh, podcast. And number one is relationships are required to do anything successful uh, in in terms of education, at at least in most cases, but right behind that an important element of relationships is there has to be bi-directional trust. Uh, Not only do, do you have to trust the, the person you're in this relationship with, whether that be a teacher-student relationship or student-student relationship or teacher-teacher relationship, but also there needs to be trust in yourself and that you have something to offer. And I've said that already, but in cases when you're working with kids um, where, where they don't have the emotional maturity, they don't have the experience maturity, they don't have the... Um, just the just the world knowledge. I guess that's what I mean by experience, maturity. They don't have that, and 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 you're required um, to be that a lot of times for them as the leader of of the culture in that team or in that classroom or or whatever we're talking about. And so, yeah, I think you got to trust yourself, uh, and I think it's important. And effective teachers and coaches uh, know that. I, I think it's really really important. And, and while we're on this kind of issue and in, in trusting ourselves, I, I'm going to share with you a piece of advice that uh, was shared with me many years ago, okay? Many, many, many years ago that I, I think has been really, really important when I'm, you know, on the brink of saying something in class I probably shouldn't. I don't mean profane or anything, just, you know, maybe I'm pushing you know, something a little bit, you know, to the edge or, or maybe, um, you know, typing an email and, you know, I really want to respond to a, you know, email bomb from a parent or an administrator even. Um, and, and something was shared with me many years ago that I'm going to share with you now. Uh, trusting your instincts uh, is really, really important in those situations because when you're on that line of, uh, saying something that you probably shouldn't or emailing something you probably shouldn't. Uh, here's the advice. Don't. When in doubt, don't. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, you know, I'm, I'm one of those folks that's 100% invested and I'm meticulous and I want to solve problems. And sometimes that can get me to push and be intense. And I, I've, I've got to remember this adage a lot of time and it's been very successful for me, to be honest with you, not only in the you know, the nuts and bolts of managing a classroom and working with kids and uh, administrators and all of that, but also just in the um, politics of being a teacher. And you all know what I'm talking about and, and working with those same stakeholders, especially parents, where you, you've got to sometimes be delicate or you sometimes have to take it on the chin or toe the line just so you can survive. I, I think when in doubt, don't. I think that's just a really really uh, good piece of advice or, um, <laughs> you know, just, just, just understanding that um, you don't always have to be right or at least make sure everybody knows that you're right. I'm just telling you, it's that good little um, 
fail fail safe switch that you need uh at the very least please ask somebody else and get some get some backup advice before you cross that line and if you're on the spot in the classroom and you're up there and you're like well maybe i shouldn't use this example to illustrate this content point when in doubt don't don't and so again this week's episode is all about trusting yourself and i just illustrated a few points uh, to you of how that's applicable uh, and very, very important in our world as educators. And so I just want to hit on them a couple of quick times, you know, just go down the list a little bit uh, one more time, just so you can understand and, and fully kind of soak in what my message was to you this week. So trust yourself, trust your instincts, um, trust the you, trust the expertise, your abilities, um, and, and the fact that you know you better than anybody else. Trust your instincts. That's number one. And when you don't, bad things happen um, or are more apt to happen. Number two, I had said to you, make sure that realizing that trust is so important when working with kids, along with any other stakeholders in the education system, parents, uh, fellow teachers, administrators, but working with kids because of the experience and the emotional gap. Uh, I think it's really important that uh, when you see something you don't don't like, you engage, you, you say something uh, and, and be a resource for kids. Trust your instincts. Um, sometimes, if not the majority of times, it'll be nothing. But it's, it's better to ask and stay on top of it. Uh, trust your instincts. And then I had reminded you something that was, that's really been crucial to my own uh, survival uh, as a classroom teacher and so many teachers, if not all teachers out there, and that's when in doubt, don't, don't. You know, if, if you have any doubt about an action you're going to take or words you're going to say or, um, you know, an email you're going to write, at least get a sounding board, at least take a 30-minute timeout after getting that email bomb before you respond. You know, think about those kinds of things uh, because you will be so much happier when you do. You are an expert. Again, this is about empowering you. It's about you understanding that you have so much to offer these kids uh, and, and, and the education system. And even as your confidence and all these talking heads, me included, are trying to tell you that it needs to be done this way or that way, remember that you have to blend that with who you are. Now talk about owning your style. Well, that goes right in line with trusting yourself. You have so much to offer. And don't ever forget it. You have so much value. Well, that is it. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I look forward to being with you again next week. Uh, until then, remember to like, comment, and subscribe or buy the books on Amazon.com. Until then, we'll see you down the road.